Hello. How do, how do? Very well, thank you. Good. Back at it once again. Listeners, we got Mr. Rage back with me. We're going to start doing, um, trying to do a monthly thing called Rage and Savage. Catchy, huh? (laughs) 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 But yeah, um, that's something new. We're going to try to start putting out there and, um, this is our first one, and I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about, though, huh, Rage? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be too much, you know, about the uh, pandemic. You know, of course, we're probably going to touch on that, but, you know, still, there's a lot more stuff going on in the world. Yes. You know, you know and then I'll, I'll start off, actually, with the pandemic. Um, I watch New York News in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Channel 7. Okay. New York. Every morning, about 9.30ish, 9.35 or so, your mayor comes on and gives an update. Gives the city of New York an update. Mm-hmm. Every morning. Every morning. I mean, he's he's obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not much of a change. I mean, it's, it's, it's like... Um, Why would you want to update people on how many people have died? Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of the focus of it. You know, mm-hmm. how many people have died. That's. And then what they're not saying is they're not telling you that that's New York City. They're painting that as the whole state. And where I live in Buffalo, which is on the other side, it's about a six and a half, seven hour drive. Um, we don't really have a big problem. So it, it, it kind of depends on where you're at. So you have some places that hardly have any cases, and then you have other places like New York City that it's no wonder there's so many people dying from it because look how many people that you have there. And everybody's packed in so tight and so close. And there's, um, you know, a lot of people are doing the quarantine thing like they should, but there's still lots of people coming out. And with everybody living so close to each other and so tight, it's a recipe for disaster when it comes to a communicable disease. Right. And I think that's where the, the confusion lies. It's like when they say New York, people, I guess, automatically go for the whole state of New York and not New York City. And sometimes it's the opposite. So if I say I'm from Georgia, then people know, oh, okay, there's a lot of places in Georgia. Or if I say, you know, where I'm really from, from which is California, oh, we're in California. But if I say I'm from New York, usually what will happen is they'll say New York City. Like, that's the only place in New York that exists. And politically, that affects us as well because the gun laws are structured to fit issues with New York City. They make sense for New York City, but not out to where I live. You know, there's a lot of hunters out here. Um, There's a lot of open space and fields and things like that. A lot of sportsmanship out here. Um, Our car insurance is higher up here because of all the accidents they have in New York City. So um, there's actually a movement. I don't know, have you heard about it, about dividing New York into, it wouldn't be separating it into three different states, but it would be like three different districts within the state. And each one would have its own um, governor and its own set of laws while still remaining the same state. Yeah, that would be a great idea because I know they do that here. I've started to do it here now. It's like they've taken set certain sections of Fulton County 
mm-hmm. and divided it into its own little entity. So, oh wow, yeah, it's like um, South Fulton is actually its own little area now. So it's like it has its own police force and all this kind of stuff. So, and I don't know if it's because the you know the city is so big, which it could be part of it. You know, it's a lot of territory to cover in Atlanta. Yeah, but. <clears throat> You know, divided up like that, it kind of helps a little bit. You know, because like you're saying, like if you know somebody says, if you like, well, I'm from New York, so they think about all of New York. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you're like, I'm from Atlanta. You know, I can sound from Atlanta, but I'm from Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or you know, I live in Jonesboro, but I'm from Atlanta. Los Angeles was the same way. You could say I'm from Los Angeles, but be from Hollywood. Or, you know, be from one of the South Central Los Angeles in, say, um, I don't know, Inglewood or somewhere like that. And it's all still considered Los Angeles. It's like made up of a lot of different places. Right. Because like when I was out there, you know, I'd say, well, I'm from San Diego, but I actually was from Oceanside. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very very few people know about Oceanside, Carlsbad, Vista, all that area. But if you say San Diego, oh, you're from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but, uh-huh. but yeah, so if they separate it like that, you know, people get a better idea as to what's being affected, who's been affected, stuff like that. Yeah, and I live in the part of the state where, you know, putting <laughs> putting your shotgun in the back window of your truck is is a realistic way of being without being terroristic or aggressive or anything like that and in New York City obviously that is no you can't do that down there they've had way too many problems there's way too many people for that um, and so the whole the whole of the state shouldn't be under the rule of the few meaning New York City it, it just shouldn't not only that but we need you know a lot of our tax money and things like that goes to things in New York City our infrastructure isn't taking care of the way the bridges. Uh, you know, on and off of Manhattan are and things like that. So if we divide into um, three districts or whatever they want to call it, then our tax money would go to our needs and our things. So that would be that would be helpful. All right. So now I'm not I don't know if you would know this and I won't ask anyway. What was it that started the strict gun laws for New York City? You know, I think what it is, is simply there's so many people. So, you know, if, you know, in LA people, it's a big city and there's lots of people, but it's spread out. Whereas in New York City, it's on top of each other. So if you pull a gun out and shoot somebody on, you know, some random street in New York City, you might hit a lot of other people. And I'm not really sure. I don't know if um, like mob violence had anything to do with it. I'm not sure how the gun laws have changed since that time. So I don't know, because there's a lot of hits and crime and stuff like that down there. But um, also, too, I think it was, I think it was the 80s, maybe 70s or 80s, where, you know, Times Square was a cesspool. And now it's this family friendly, um, you know, it's got it's you got the Lion King signs up there, you got MTV over there. Even the police department in Times Square has a big neon sign, it's very clean. So I don't know if it was part of cleaning that up. I'm not really I'm not really sure. But I know population has a lot to do with it because any there's tons of people. So if you start firing off in a crowd there, oh Jesus. That's yeah. horrible. That's that, you know. I, I remember uh, when I was there 
this was a long time ago. I was in, actually um, in Times Square. And yeah, it was dirty. It was filthy because I know, you know me and a friend of mine, we rode a train over from Jersey. So we rode over and um, I'm like walking through Times Square and stuff. And I was like, I saw like this, it looked like a kid coming across the street. I mean, it was late. It was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I thought I saw this kid coming across the street, right? I'm like, isn't it a little late for that dude to be out? He looks young. He's like, what? I'm like, coming across the street. He's like, dude, that's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Rat, look, nigga, rat having a Kango. He was rocking Adidas, all that. I was like, that's a rat? Yeah, I was standing in the subway once waiting for the train. And uh, this rat came up to me and was like, oh, $10, I'll take you. <laughs> Just get on my back. I mean, they're that big there. They're huge. They are huge. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like like those uh, pocketbook dogs, you know, the little yeah, store poodles. Right. They're like, look at man, I'm not walking. Right. <laughs> He's carrying me. All these, these, did you see that? No. Uh-uh. Because they look like, um, what's the guy from... Uh, Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Oh uh, uh, yeah, the, the old, the old fucking rodent dude. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember his I name. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. For nothing right now. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but it's like like that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Man, that's insane. They'll rob you in the subway. You gotta yeah. watch out. <laughs> you know what this is? Give it up. Right. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, run it. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw when I was standing on the subway platform, it was probably about 10 o'clock. I was the only person at this stop. And, uh, you know, I'm just standing there, do, 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 do. And I looked down because I, I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. So, but it was down on the railing. And so I look, and it took me a minute to kind of figure out what I was seeing because it was not. It was not the size of a mouse, like what we get out here in the fields. It wasn't one of those. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, full-grown man. Mr. T is, dang man, like, I like, see, like a cat size. Look, I'm like this mouse, this rat so big, he'd have on drawers. That's right. a decent exposure, man. <laughs> right. Can you put that up, Playboy? <laughs> Catch a charge up here. Right. <laughs> Down there throwing gang signs at you right. and shit. Yeah, it was that was really startling to me the first time because it it took my brain a second to catch up with what I was seeing <laughs> because I didn't like I had never seen anything any rodent that big. I mean, down in Louisiana, we had neutral rats, but they look more like beavers with a rat tail. They don't look like rats, you know, so you can tell the difference. But so I'd never seen anything that looked like a mouse or a rat that was that big. And after I saw it, I was, you know, I felt two emotions at the same time. I was thoroughly <laughs> disgusted <laughs> because then you start noticing all the other ones that are around and it's like, oh, God. And at the same time, I was really impressed because I was like, wow, these dudes are huge, man. You guys eat good down here. Because <laughs> I know, um, you mentioned uh, Nutrarats. Um, the guy, what's his name? Um, Zimmerman, the guy that eats all the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. They were down there hunting those. Yeah. Cause, they- yeah, you have to hunt them because um, I don't know where they originally came from, but what they do 
is all, the canals that are all through the city to kind of carry the flood water away. A lot of those are just earthen um, dams with grass over it. And they go eat the grass out. The grass keeps, you know, the dirt from washing away. So they go eat the grass and dig shit up and dig holes. And it just fucks everything up. So the um, sheriff's department, they're actually, what was that? Steven Seagal. He's like with the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department or some shit. Yeah. And he goes out there with them on that TV show. And they they get out there with a gun, sit in the back of the truck and, you know, pick them off. And, you know... I don't know where they came from, but they are a pest. Yeah, I think this stuff migrates because I know um, it's odd that we have armadillos here in, in Georgia. Do you really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And oh, armadillos are usually out west, you know, Texas and all that kind of crap. Yeah, Louisiana has them. Yeah, and they eventually made their way here, you know, unless the possums are wearing armor. <laughs> you because know, yeah. I know um, I was driving here from California and I was on 20 uh-huh. and I hit one Oh, it was like early in the morning and I hit one and I thought that shit was going to tear my undercarriage apart oh yeah I'm like god that's like that's true battle armor Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll get up after something like that and go wobble off. I mean, it's a trip. They're they're pretty they're pretty hardy. Yeah, I'm I'm not going back to see if I did any damage to them or not. I did pull over to check to see if my you know my oil pan was still intact, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't like you know armadillos or possums. I don't. No. I don't do either one. New. No. I think possums are awesome. Why? Awesome possum. Well, they, um, they just what they do for the for the ecosystem, the role that they play. It's just cool, and I just think they're a cool, funny little animal. I got you know security cameras outside my house, and I can see them at night because it automatically records when there's movement, and I'll watch it. And it's just like some funny ass possum out there just wobbling around, doing its thing. You know, it's just they're just cool to look at. They're a cool animal. You know, they're 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 pretty chill. I guess, but now I figured out why you always find dead possums on the side of the road. And you know, if you think about it, it makes sense because if you scare a possum, they play dead. So now, if you got a possum making an attempt to cross the road and a car comes up on him, those headlights are going to scare him. Mm-hmm. Make him freeze. Right. He's going to play dead. And the result is, his ass is going to be dead. Mm, yeah, true. Especially if he plays dead right in front right. of the so tire. Right. So that's why you see so many possums on the side of the road. Mm. You know, people, people ask, scary. like, yeah, people are like, well, why did the possum cross the road? And like, nobody knows. So <laughs> no one they haven't made it yet <laughs> <laughs> you know like you need to talk to the chicken about that yeah possums they don't do well crossing the road that happens out here a lot um a couple oh about a month ago or so now now <laughs> i dated someone in texas who i didn't know until after we'd been dating for a minute poached deer and the way i learned about <laughs> poaching deer was we were driving down a back texas road he had taught me how to look for eyes, you know. So I saw someone I was like, "Hey, eyes!" He goes, 
good. And all of a sudden, there's a fucking shotgun slung across my boobs. Um, well, not on them, but in front of them. Pointed out the window. He pulls the trigger. Pow! Trying to shoot this goddamn deer. Thankfully, he missed. That That is not cool, man. And the fucking hot shell went down my titties. That was not fun. So, I know how to look for deer eyes. It's burned into my fucking brain now. And in oh, a... Shouldn't you guys have been deaf from that? Man, my ears were ringing. There, you couldn't tell me nothing for hours after that. They just, they're ee. They, oh no, not fun. That's why you wear ear protection when you shoot. So now in upstate New York, where we have a lot of deer, um, I can spot the eyes. I know how to spot them, the, the shadows, the movement, the eyes, all that stuff. So I'm driving down the road and uh, all of a sudden I see some movement in front of me and it's deer legs. So I hit the brakes as hard as I could. And luckily I keep good brakes on and uh, God damn it, didn't I come probably about eight inches from hitting this deer? because they freeze in the headlights. Mm-hmm, like deer in headlights. Yep, they just freeze. Um, I, I guess, from what I understand, it blinds them. And so when they're blinded, they don't want to run. You don't know what you're running into, so they freeze. And then, boom, you hit them, kind of like your, your possum hypothesis there. And uh, yeah, it came like eight inches from hitting that motherfucker. Oh, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, I hate deer. I mean, I don't hate them, but they will destroy your vehicle. I mean, oh, hell yeah. Down hell here, yeah. it's been like, wow. I mean, growing up, my mom got hit by a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess, well, growing up, I, you know, cars back then were a lot more sturdy. So, mm-hmm. you know, they might put a ding inside of the car, somebody would destroy it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they will absolutely tear your stuff apart oh yeah it could tell over your vehicle easy yeah because i know it was it was crazy um i was i, I was i had a date well i was just out with this girl we was just riding around and we we're passing this graveyard right <laughs> so and i was just like you know you know me i'm kind of weird so i was like you know what if jason were to come out of the graveyard right now what would you do <laughs> you know, just trying to be a smart ass, you know. Uh, and she was like, you know, stop, you're scaring me, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, nah, for real. You know, what if Jason popped up and I started to slow down? So I'm slowing down, you know, and all of a sudden, boom! A deer hit the car. <laughs> yeah, just hit the side of it. I screamed like a schoolyard sister. <laughs> you know, and she was like, see, that's what you get. That's what your ass get right there. I was like, oh my God. Scared the shit out of me. I was like, look, he didn't he didn't really do any damage because it's like, well, we were moving slow. And I guess he might have been looking back or some shit. I don't know. But he just like, you know, kind of chest bumped the quarter pound of the car, but it, you know, it it did a job on me, so I'm like, well. No more teasing about Jason. Yeah, right. Yeah, especially at night in the graveyard. <laughs> or just pass one anyway. That's funny. That's some messed up timing, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's real bad. So, so how long after that were you kind of like, when you passed the graveyard, you were kind of like looking left and right, looking for a deer? Oh, I still do. 
I still do. I think I might have been 19 at the time. So yeah, I still I go through go through graveyards with high beams on, radio loud as I can get it, windows down, you name it. That's Anything actually a good idea. The sound is a really good idea. They say when you when you come up on a deer like that, a lot of people put their brights on, and that's just worse because then the deer won't move. But that you like honk your horn. Yeah. And, and I've had to do that a few times. Let me tell you, it really does. It work. It has worked for me at least um, because when they take off away from that sound, and they yeah. can see because you're not blind in their fucking ass. So. Yeah. Have you ever seen those little? It looked like um, I think they're like whistles. Yeah, that go on your bumper. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they work. Like, I know this dude, and he was like, it works for me because I've never heard a deer. Well, I've never heard a deer either, and I've never had one of those on my car. So that's not really, like, <laughs> scientific. Like, I'm a scientist, so that's not really what we would call empirical proof that the thing works. But, yeah, I've heard of them. I've, I've entertained the idea, but I've never really found convincing enough evidence that one yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not putting that shit on my car that like Jethro Bodine riding around <laughs> no. that hillbilly shit I'm not doing that I'm gonna take my chances <laughs> like yeah can I get a couple of their deer whistles put on the bumper <laughs> no not I not <laughs> which is funny because a real country boy would never be able to live doing that down are you kidding me you're supposed to have a Ford, and it's strong, and it can stand up to hitting a deer. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if you got a, a Ford from the 70s, yeah. <laughs> right, right, old square body with with one of those big Mad Max grill covers yeah, on the front. <laughs> right, big cop grill, those big, like, um, the big... Uh, bulldozer type grill that yeah. you know they use to push up landmines and stuff that <laughs> that deal a lot of people on their trucks up here have those the i don't know what it's called but like a grill cover i don't know but it's just you know made of big metal pipes so that way if you hit a deer that's definitely going to be screwed up maybe a little of your front grill but it's not going to like go into the motor kind of stuff right and then hopefully it won't send it. The, the thing you got to worry about is I'm coming through the windshield. That's where it's like, ah. So. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I would be like, I'd be messed up because I'd be like so sad that I hurt this animal or killed it. And then at the same time, I'd be so pissed that it messed up my car. I love my car. Yeah, that's you know? right. Exactly. <laughs> So. Exactly. <laughs> and That's... then it's like, well, now I'm eating you. So you did all this damage uh, in my car. I'm going to eat you. Fuck no, this. you can have it. <laughs> but, um, you don't um, like deer meat? I like it, but I'm I'm not going to try and keep one and, and dress it and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a little bit much. That's why one of the reasons I don't hunt. I'll fish, but I won't hunt. See, I can't hunt. Because one, I just don't want to hurt the animals, but two... I'm not getting up that early. No. And walking all kinds right. of places in the mud. No. Or climbing up no. in a deer stand at four o'clock in the morning. No. Yeah. You want to talk about one in the afternoon till about like four thirty? All right. Cool. But <laughs> I'm not getting up at like dark o'clock to do shit. Not right. not anything. Spray deer piss on me and then go sit in this tree. Right. And uh-huh. hope one comes by. Mm, nah, I'm not. No. Sure. No, and then and then with my luck, right? I'd pee before I went, and I get up in that stand, and I have to piss. And I'm a girl, so I can't just whip it out over the side of the tree stand. 
So now you gotta have one of those like lady pee pee funnels. No, see, see, now you gotta carry this shit. No, no, this is already too much work. This is why I don't carry a damn purse. Uh-uh. See, you'll compromise your location because you you like get all dainty and stuff. Yeah, and that's you know. It. you know no, because I gotta take my lady pee funnel out. Because the last time I tried to hang my ass over the side of the deer stand, I almost fell off. No, mm-mm. no, no. This is too much. This is too much goddamn work already. No. And we ain't even got to the tracking the animal part. And click. Nope, nope. It's already too much. I'm going back to bed. You see, uh-huh. your 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 fan base love this part. They're like, Mrs. Rage is girly. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, no, she's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> now, I will say this. On my bow, I, I shoot traditional. I have hot pink arrows, but they're not pink because I'm a girl. They're pink because that shit stands out in the grass when I can't locate that. Right, you can, yeah, you can find it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, that's just a matter of, you know, logistical convenience. But no, I'm not. I'm not one... I, I knew this girl and she was like, hey, you should come over and we can give each other facials. And I'm thinking someone jacking off onto a girl's face like, oh, no, come that's on. not, yo, that's not even, how long have you known me? You don't know this isn't my shit? Uh, uh, I don't No, think she so, didn't no. mean that. She right, meant, she meant unicorn like, gold paper mask shit you put on your face. Yeah, and, to get your skin all pretty and all that kind of Whatever, stuff. like, yeah, no. No, like the little I, little mm, nose thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she said we should give each other facials, the picture <laughs> that popped in my brain was <laughs> so far from the salon. <laughs> uh, like your idea of facial and my idea of facial are on opposite right. ends of the spectrum. Like we run in different circles, cupcake. It's okay. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah. I can show you some movies if you want to know more about what I'm talking about. (laughs) I will not be responsible for any psychiatric damage that happens as a result of this experiment. (laughs) Screaming. Oh my God. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about the time? I took my friend into a porn store because she had never been in one and it was on Bourbon Street in the French Quarter and I don't know about now but at the time they had glory holes and Uh-oh. I didn't know they had glory holes I figured on in Bourbon the, Street in the statement. oh yeah so we go in there and um, she's like whoa this is what are these booths oh my gosh she's like tripping out she's so vanilla and I'm just sitting here laughing but I'm like oh here's how you switch through the movies and all this shit and I'm like, just unconsciously almost thinking like, what the fuck is that on the screen? Well then, like three things happen at the same fucking time. First I go, first I hear psst, psst, and I look up above us and some assholes trying to crawl over the wall into the fucking booth we're in. I look at the screen for some reason and realize the thing that's on the screen, I couldn't figure out, that's cum drops. And just then I get poked in the arm by a dick because I didn't realize I was sitting next to a fucking glory hole. Well, I karate chop it, just fuck you, didn't poke me. Um, I didn't say you could stick your dick through. <laughs> so, and then I was like, girl, uh, I didn't want to panic her because you know, this is our first time. And I'm like, this is one of the bad 
this one of the bad porn stores. We got to get the fuck out of this place. Like, yeah, that was, that was not a good experience. Yeah, the first time. these motherfuckers are having rape for dinner up in this bitch. We need to get the fuck out, like, now. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, you got to be a seasoned veteran to, uh, yeah. So that was my idea of like girls' night out. Other girls, I don't know what they do, but I go to the fucking porn store apparently. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where you get real facials. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so, girly girl, yeah, no, I won't be the one for that. Yeah, only with rage. Mm, only. <laughs> Golly. I think that's why I get along better with men. Probably. I have no desire to like do my nails with some other chick. I just like no. It's right. not even on my top hundred. <laughs> not even your top one hundred. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now you wanna go shoot guns or go scuba diving or I don't know, talk shit about people with weird shaped heads. You know, right. they don't or, hear you. Or laying fresh laundry and do tequila shots. That shit, you know, whatever. <laughs> puke on some kid's bike out behind the shed so hard that it eats the paint off the next day like that's a real story i that was my first time trying moonshine that was whoo that was rough (laughs) that was that was so rough we wonder why i don't drink anymore it's because of all this bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah because i know um that time we were doing tequila shots and then, look, but think about it. This is this is the crazy part. We laid in there tequila shots, and I still had to go pick my daughter up from daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, done. All I remember was this: you came in, you had some of that badass punch that you always need, and you were like, "This is the first day the Marines can't call me back, so we're celebrating." I was like, "Fucking a." So I drink that drink. Ooh, that was strong. And then you're like, we got to put some in our stomach. So you brought us a salad. In, yeah. re- in retrospect, that did not absorb any alcohol. It, it did not. It we should have had Waffle House. Right. Um, and then we started doing shots. And I was pouring what I thought was one shot. Well, your shot it re- glass. It was actually two. Yeah. So I did five of those, which is the equivalent of 10 shots in what? Less than two hours we did that? Yeah, it was quick. Cause yeah. Because I, I was, you know, I was like, dang, I got to make sure I go pick, pick Jade up. <laughs> and all I remember was, okay, I'm going to take this last shot because five is my, I'm good. After five, I'm good. Not realizing I was taking nine and ten at that point. And I took it and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to puke. And then I went, no, no, I cannot puke. I will not puke. And I... I was like a drill sergeant about puking, like, you will not fucking puke, bitch. And I didn't. I was fucking awesome. I didn't. But then I laid on the foot of your bed because I was in the bathroom and that was in your room. And the next thing I remember, because I was like 11 in the morning, the next thing I remember, it's dark and it's summer, so it's dark late. And you were you were handing me this cheeseburger like, hey, do you want this? And I looked at that cheeseburger and it looked like fucking heaven. And then I tried, to t- I wanted it so bad, but then I smelled it. And you know, after drinking that shit don't work. And it was like, oh God, no, 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 not puking. <laughs> and then 
what did I do? Fall asleep in your bed for like three days or something? Something like that. Because you, you couldn't even move. I was like, no. Okay. I should have went to the doctor. I had alcohol poisoning like a motherfucker or something. Because, yeah, then I just slept for, I think, like three days. And then for the two days after that, to go up and down the stairs, I had to crawl. I was, <laughs> I was messed up. And to this day, I call that the great rum incident of 2005. <laughs> <laughs> history was made <laughs> and it has changed the way I drink and that I really don't <laughs> so, nothing more than water and juice you know I have a couple times but you know what happens now ever since the great rum incident I've not been able to get drunk no I I haven't one, one day I was like oh oh I feel something and no that it was gone <laughs> <laughs> so it's like pointless and now I just smell it and boom <laughs> no uh, no no <laughs> too funny <laughs> I was so fucked up oh my god yeah you were done <laughs> you were done I know Jay was like is she okay no I was not yeah, like, okay. look She's a long damn way from OJ. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get better to die. I was so bad. <laughs> like, golly, that's a hangover you know, times I, three. I don't even regret it because I still get to laugh about it to this day. Yeah, as long as you can, like, <laughs> tell the story and didn't get a scar from it. You're nope. Good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, I did die, but I almost did, but I didn't, so that's okay. <laughs> You're right, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Sudden no um. But you know, I I vaguely smell that shit now. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and just I don't know what possessed me to want to like just start drinking like that. Because I remember specifically because you were really happy. Because you know how you say when you get out of the Marines, you can be called back for like eight years, right? But that's, I mean, happy is one thing, but. Oh, yeah, you know, you were thrilled. Well, you know why? Because we, we were about to invade somebody or we just invaded somebody. So we were going back to war over there. And it was the first day that you couldn't be called back. So you were like, ha ha, bitches. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm not going. <laughs> and we drank that. We drank that happiness. <laughs> yeah. And look, and you suffer for it. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> I didn't puke, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, see, you should have beat somebody for that one. Oh, man. No, I couldn't. I would, they'd have had to just beat themselves. Like, I'll watch you beat yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'll lay here. You beat yourself. Right. Don't even make me tell you to beat yourself. <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> you can stop when whoever, which one of us passes out first, you, you can stop them. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was bad off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> light hurt my eyes and shit. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you were you were done. <laughs> done. Oh my like, God. like I stick my finger under your nose and make sure you're still breathing. <laughs> and then just going about my business. Well, she's not dead. Okay. Like I'm just gonna sleep here in your bed for three days. Like, yeah, she's still living. There's that. Put a mirror under your nose and sit. Okay, yeah, she's good. I wouldn't even say anything. I'm like just moving around the house and stuff, coming and going. Didn't even, didn't even bother you. No food, no nothing. 
did I tell you about the time I got drunk? Well, I don't think I was drunk because I didn't really drink that much. Um, I think because my friend said at the bar that we were at, somebody there really hated her. I think our shit got spiked and they just didn't give me enough because I do shit like that for fun. So fuck you guys. But, but um, So like she was passed the fuck out. So what it was, we were looking for one of her friends. We were supposed to hang out with this dude. So we run into him. But by the time we run into him, she's like passed the fuck out because I think we got roofied and it just worked on her and it didn't work on me. Um, I have the same problem at the dentist with anesthetics. So it just didn't really work. But so me and this guy take her back to his house where we're supposed to be going. I don't remember shit else except this. The next fucking thing I remember is he's standing in front of me handcuffed. I have to puke like fuck it now. And he's wondering where the handcuff key is. And I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. Like none. I was like, I don't know. I got puke and I go puke. Now, um, I had steak with ketchup for dinner. So when I puked, it looked like a murder scene. And I'm not going to puke in his toilet because I don't know this guy. Your butthole's been in there. No. So I choose to puke in the tub, right? Man, it looked like I murdered a bitch in there. Like, it was... Because when I puke, I'm like the fucking exorcist, right? You just... That's why I hate doing it. It hurts so bad. I hate it. So I was fucked up. Like, I was more fucked up after I puked. So that's why I think I got dosed with something. Because I don't... Like, it was just very unusual. So I thought I cleaned it up. I later found out not so well. And um, I go back out there, you know, I rinse the puke out of my mouth and shit because I've got some hot dude handcuffed over here. Mm. And um, I come out and he's like, the handcuff key is under the refrigerator. I'm like, the fuck? The handcuff key is under the refrigerator? I was like, how did you even find that? You're handcuffed. Well, I guess he was crawling around on the floor while I was in there fucking puking my soul out. And um, so I guess I handcuffed him. I unhandcuffed him and whipped him and spanked him. Apparently, I was great. Then I handcuffed him again. I don't remember fucking any of this shit. And then somehow I lost the key under the refrigerator. And I was trying to convince him because I didn't feel like looking for it. Like, no, just sleep like that. You'll you'll like it. You'll be fine. And it was like my hands are turning blue. So he find I puke. He finds the key. I let him out. And I I think I butt-fucked him. I don't even know. Like, I was fucked up. I have no idea. But I feel like I butt-fucked him. Anyway, that's the last thing I remember. The next thing I remember, I'm getting tapped. Rage. Rage. And I open my eyes like, where the fuck am I at? Holy shit, I don't recognize this place. I look up, and it's my friend talking to me, the one that had been knocked out on fucking roofies all night. She's like, we gotta go. So I look over at the guy, I'm like, no, he's hot as fuck. I'm not ready yet. Um, I'd at least like to remember part of this. And she was like, no, we can't. She's like, I pissed all over his couch. It was like a little love seat. And I was like, dude, turn the fucking cushions over and find a goddamn dry spot. I was trying to get my shit in the morning. And she was like, there is no dry spot. And then she right. looks. Now, this is supposed to be her friend. She looks at the guy. She's like, who the fuck is that? I was like, this is supposed to be your fucking friend so-and-so. She's like, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Now we really got to get out of here. We got to really go now. 
And um, so she grabs a piece of his mail on the way out the door. I'm trying to tell her, like, nah, don't do that. That's fucked up. I think it's also maybe a federal crime. Not sure. Anyway, she opens it up and she's like, oh, it was my friend. Okay, he shaved his head. I didn't recognize him. So she had to open his mail to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, see, drinking shit, it just ends up in. Then we scared some poor jogger because now we're walking home from his house because we don't know where she parked her car. I'm not familiar with the area. So we're going to go back and get it later. So we came from a goth club the night before. We are dressed appropriately for the place. It is now seven o'clock. The sun is high. This poor man comes jogging over the hill and he is such a Steve. He's such a Steve. And we're in fucking Akron, Ohio, Nerdville. And this guy runs over the hill and this poor guy stumbled because he was startled by the way we looked. Sure. <laughs> that we were bad, like vampires and shit just rose from the dead. Right. We In get, the daylight. You know, we get back to our house, fall asleep. I wake up and I, I think I'm next to hot dude again. My brain didn't click. And all of a sudden I'm being licked in the face. It's her dog laying next to me. Oh, and that breath almost pooped. There it goes again. Then <laughs> she's looking. She smoked weed constantly. So she takes a hit out of the bowl and she coughs. And I'm looking at her when she does it. And I'm hungover and still partially drunk. Or whatever the fuck was in my system. And she coughs. And I swear to God, imagine an egg that's clear, right? Made of spit. This flies out of her mouth. And lands on the ground between her feet. And, you know, I'm fucked up. So I start laughing. And dude, when I get to that laugh, I can't stop. So then we leave. We I have a session now. Like, I'm fucked up. I have a session to do. We get in her car. She takes the corner. I'm like, dude, man, I'm going to puke. You got to fucking pull over. I'm going to fucking puke. She took that corner too hard. I leaned out the window, puked. And then she finally pulls over and I finished my puking out the car. So I'm power puking again didn't realize I puked down the side of the car so we drive 30 minutes from Akron to Cleveland where my dungeon was at the time puke hardening on her car (laughs) wow (laughs) which she's a bitch so now I'm glad it happened but yeah so you know me me and liquor like after all that shit no that shit ain't for me man Mm -mm. yeah you sound like like me because I I've been drunk all over the world <laughs> you, you tell me some really good stories man uh, and it's, it's amazing I can remember that stuff and, and the sad thing about it you know when we drank you know me and my marine buddies we would drink on a regular night and have to get up at 5.30 in the morning like routine <laughs> and we could do it we could function a whole day with 10 minutes of sleep <laughs> yeah that's what i always thought was was pretty impressive we have um fort drum up here and i'd be out there at like seven o'clock dropping somebody off for you know to report for fucking pt or whatever and you could tell everyone was fucking hungover. And I knew a lot of them were definitely hungover. I had been drinking with them the night before. Yeah. Man, and they would get out there and do their fucking PT and whatever the fuck else shit they did. My God. Uh-uh. 
Because <laughs> I know we would like sometimes we would like we'd be in, in Tijuana for the weekend. Ooh. And you know, and, and Monday morning we'd have PT. Yes. And we would get back just in time to get in formation. We're actually putting our t-shirts on, running to formation. And so, see, you know, you know, in my 20s, that would not have been difficult. I never got a honk a hangover back then. I didn't know what that was, but uh, you know, it wasn't until I was older, like getting into my 30s, that it started to kind of change. It was like, okay, my body just disagrees with this shit. Mm-hmm. I did tell you my hamburger yesterday, right? When you woke up with the tomato on Yeah, I got, I got, got, well, I was drunk. We were, we were headed home. And of course, you know, you want to, you get the munchies, you want to eat. Mm-hmm. And I had one of those big, huge Hardy's burgers. Mm. Big, tall one. I mean, it's like, just my eyes overtook me. And that's, that's what I wanted. So I got this big, huge burger and I was going to eat it. You know, that was my plan. And I passed out before I could eat it. <laughs> so when I did wake up that morning, I had like a slab of tomato on my eye like I was a pirate or something. <laughs> you know, I got mustard and mayonnaise all on my arm and my face and burgers like just all over the bed. You know, just like everywhere. Man, I put that shit back together and ate like a king. <laughs> I had to. Oh my god! But it was so good. It was so good. Just, just, I mean, it's like one of the best burgers I ever had in my life. You know, just like you know, I had to look under the pillow to get the other bun. And, you know, lettuce was stuck to the headboard. All kinds of stuff. Did that make you wonder what the fuck you did in your sleep? Slightly. But then I was like. Who cares right about now? So I'd like, you know, I'd take the bun and wipe the condiments off my arm and stuff so I'd be back on the bread and all that kind of good stuff. But that was a good burger. <laughs> that one you tried to give me that night, it looked so good. I mean, I wanted it so bad. And I just couldn't. Once I got a whiff, and it didn't smell bad. I think it was right. a cheeseburger. It didn't smell bad. It's just like... When you got that shit going on in your body, it's just, uh-uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I totally understand how that burger just looked so good in that moment. Because <laughs> I know there was one incident. We were in Okinawa, Okinawa, Japan. And they got this drink. It looks like Jaeger, but it doesn't taste like it. And it's called Mojo. Okay. You know, so and it was it was it was a few of us. We you know we ran a pack of about six or eight, give or take, whatever. But that night, that evening, we drank thirteen bottles of that stuff. Oh, we thirteen bottles. <laughs> and I mean, it was like you had to walk backwards and upside down to go forward. We were just that drunk. <laughs> So we get back to the barracks, right? And we, of course, we got to be up at 7.30, 7 o'clock, like whatever. It was early. It wasn't 5.30. It was a little late. So we had to be up, though, you know, to do our daily routine. So, um, you know, we get back to the barracks. And I'm getting ready, you know, trying to make my way to where my, my, my bunk is at and all that good stuff. 
and I have to go to the bathroom. So I gotta take a crap. So I'm in there in the bathroom taking a crap. And me taking a crap, <laughs> you know, the scent hit me. <laughs> and <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> I sat on the toilet and I threw up on myself. <laughs> and I had this red liquid running down my chest oh, and, off, and off my nuts into the toilet. <laughs> That's so fucked up. So I, look, I finished my business, jumped in the shower, washed it off. <laughs> my ass to bed. Oh shit! So yeah, I, I've had some, <laughs> some more stories. Yeah, that's bad with the smell of your own shit. Yeah, it made me puke. That was, I mean, that was, that was, I mean, we were drunk. We, all of us, we were done. I mean, to sit down, drink thirteen bottles of that stuff, and I forget how big a bottle was. I mean. You know, with the the number of us that were drinking it, you know, it went quick. Mm-hmm. And when once we got, you know, a buzz or whatnot, we was just like, you know, send us another, one, send us another, one, send us another. One. <laughs> you know, and somebody finally got wise and was like, hey, maybe we need to be heading back because you know we got to get up in the morning. <laughs> and he's like, you got, he's like, get all these bottles on the table, and people are like. <laughs> Did, did they just drink all that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, yeah, we were like, look, we were hardcore. <laughs> Big time. I've never heard of anyone. Yeah, we were hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to laugh about that the rest of my life now. <laughs> Yeah, I've had some stories. I mean, oh God! <laughs> I mean, some of them I can't even can't even think of. Um, I know I had a buddy. Um, his name was Johnny Rosetas. Uh-huh. And we were I forget where we were, but we were out, and we encountered a cop. And the cop, yes, he's like, "How much you had to drink?" He's like, "I only had two beers." <laughs> but look, he didn't tell me it was two forty ounces. So. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I only had two beers. I was like, I don't know what was going on that night, but yeah, we've had some fun. We've had some fun. Like, if I if only this stuff was video. You know what though? I'm glad mine wasn't. <laughs> Hey. Somewhere that shit be like, oh, I remember that bitch. Let me show you. When yeah. she puked on my kid's bike and it ain't all the paint off that fucking yeah, it, it, it was It would resurface somewhere. Not even at a good time, like at a party. Just at an inopportune time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bam. <What> right. The... <laughs> oh, you want this internship at this prestigious place? Check out this crazy bitch. Uh, yeah, we uncovered some uh, footage of you uh, hurling on some kid's bike. Right. Here's you whipping some bitch with a shoe. and no. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that in one of the last podcasts. 
yeah so you know what no i would just uh, let's just say i have no future in politics Uh -uh. (laughs) well i mean if it's if it's not on film you you can't be any worse than anybody else no probably not and it's it's not thinking of it might have any of it made the paper you know none of that kind of stuff so yeah you're you're good (laughs) <laughs> you can't be any worse than these characters right now so yeah <laughs> you're good I, in this in this era I'd probably get elected yeah like yeah I fucking inhaled but <laughs> like <laughs> welcome to the White House <laughs> well, look, I remember this one one time it was a couple of us maybe three or four of us and we were riding the city bus we were so drunk and it was late so you know not very many people on bus stop we were so messed up the bus driver is a lady she was nice she actually drove the bus into the barracks parking lot (laughs) and let us off (laughs) that's cool she drove up almost to our door in the city bus. <laughs> oh, that was really cool of her. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was real nice. It was, it was real nice of her. That was, that was really, that was a bro thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we were like, the next day, we were like, didn't she drive into the parking lot with the bus? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That, that's really nice. That's great. <laughs> yeah, she was cool. But it's like, I don't know, we, I mean, we just had some, I mean, we never ran anybody that was, was a jerk with us. We just, you know, everybody was pretty cool. Because I know one night we, uh, we missed the bus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was the last bus. And the next one coming was, you know, be like five o'clock in the morning or something like that. Oh. So it was me and just one other friend of mine. We actually sat on the street and went to sleep. We, we were like, with our back up against the building. You know, it was at the bus stop, but we didn't sit on the bench. We sat with our back up against the building because actually it was a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. We woke up. There's this bum sitting next to us. I mean, I mean, we knew him because we would see him all the time. You know, we just, you know, we didn't like, we weren't friends or anything, but we weren't like, you know, enemies and that. We just were cordial. Right. And I mean, we woke up, he was sitting right there next to us, knocked out. I guess it was our security or something that night. I don't know. Maybe but, he did it to look over y'all. Because, you know, he may have. <clears throat> homeless yeah. people, a lot of homeless people have this kind of, um, it's like this unwritten code of, of kind of watching out for each other because obviously there's a lot of risks out there so that very well may have been the case or maybe just figured like this is the sleep spot tonight we're yeah but i mean you know and we would you know we do nice stuff for him like buy him a burger and fries and uh, stuff. so if he we, might have been know, looking out for you then if we were around that kind of stuff you know yeah. wouldn't let nobody mess with him that kind of stuff yeah like, see that used to happen to me because when i um when I was working on my master's in mental health counseling before I started my master's for psychology, the school that I went to was in downtown Rochester. And, you know, 
I'm I'm from real cities. And so nothing against Rochester. It's a cool little city. But what people consider a dangerous downtown area there, I, I don't, it's, no. <laughs> right. Like, no, I'm not even, I'm not even worried about this. But there, I was walking with fellow students and somebody said something about being kidnapped. And I said, all I know is this. If I get kidnapped by sexy pirates, don't you fucking come after me. <laughs> you just fucking leave me be. I'll let you know if I want to leave. You just. And so this homeless guy walking by, he goes, I'm a sexy pirate. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you are, baby. And he was. He was a sexy dude. Like, he had some teeth. He'd be fucking hot. Um, so, so um, after that, you know, the other students would be like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to run into sexy pirate. I was like, yo, we got <laughs> like, dude, he's a human. We got to ask him his name, man. So I asked him his name. He tells me. And every time he saw us after that, he, it was the same thing. Hey, you got a cigarette? I'm like, bro, I don't smoke still. He's like, you got a dollar? Because that's what, <laughs> how much loose these cops. <laughs> and I was hey, like, you don't have, right, you don't like, have a dollar. If you don't have a cigarette, give me a dollar for a loose. Right. And I was like, no, bro, but how you doing? And you know, so I would just start talking to him because he was interesting. Well, it turns out that he had schizophrenia. He had been out there about seven or eight years by his calculation. And it broke my heart one day because he told me, he said, you know, you're the only one out here that's ever treated me like a human being. And I thought like, wow, that's everybody that passes here from my college is in criminal justice, social work, counseling, and none of these people have treated you like a human being. Wow. That's wow. Uh, I was really kind of shocked at that. So after that, And he would just pop out of like weird place, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> he never, he never remembered my name. Got a cigarette? <laughs> and some days he'd be real cool. We'd have a good conversation. And other days he would do this thing that um, a lot of people with schizophrenia do where they're saying real words, but they've been put together randomly in no particular order. So they don't make sense. Right. And it was, it was a trip because... I learned more about schizophrenia from sitting at a bus stop with that guy and having lunch and just talking to him about it than I ever have in the fucking seven years I've spent in college. But what would happen is we would get out of school real late, like 9, 30, 10 o'clock and have to walk through this supposedly dangerous downtown area. And it was cool because someone would come try to talk to me or want a dollar or try to like holler at me or whatever. And he'd pop out. You leave her alone. <laughs> just pop out of nowhere. Yeah, it was weird. Like, like, <laughs> like where did this guy come from? Yeah, like at first it was weird. Like, are you following me? But then I was like, nah, I'm not even bothered by it. Like, good. All right, cool. If anyone murders me, you'll know who it is. Right. <laughs> yeah, he would just pop out at weird times. And then what would happen? I guess he told some of his other homeless friends out there because they started doing that. They were like, no, you leave her alone. You don't touch her. <laughs> like, she's under our protection. Like, whoa, all right. Fucking, I don't know what mafia I'm being protected by, but we're, this is, this is good. I'm okay with it. And it was because I was cool with him and I treated him like a human being. And there was one time that um, he was looking particularly rough. And I said, hey, man, you know what's going on, dude? And he said, man, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten for like two days. So I always had lunch with me because we ate lunch at school dinner or whatever the fuck is in the middle of the night 
And so I, I just broke out, and that's when we sat at the bus stop and, and ate together. And I'm telling you, they watch out for you if you treat them cool. It's like a weird, it's a weird, neat kind of thing. Right. It's just a, a the unknown code. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I hate when like I see people just talk shit about homeless people. Like one, you know, fuck you. You probably couldn't even survive out there. And right. and two, almost nobody I know with normal mental health has said, you know what? I want to live under a bridge and not know where my next meal's coming from. <laughs> you know? Right. I want to yeah. be homeless when I grow up. They 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 don't understand at all. And it's it's really sad to me. Because some of the coolest people I've ever known were homeless people that I just met, you know hanging out somewhere, walking up the street, waiting on the bus, whatever the fuck I was doing. And they were the coolest, most protective people I ever knew. Really cool people. Yeah. Some of them are cool, but some of them are crazy. Well, yeah, there was this one guy. We all stood away from that guy because he was like the kind of the kind of, like, not interesting crazy. Crazy is very interesting to me, hence psychology, but he was like, oh, we gotta all leave right now. <laughs> like, I think this guy might cut our face off and wear it as a mask kind of shit. Right. You gotta go. Yeah. I'm not even testing this motherfucker. <laughs> nope, don't even look in his direction. No, and it was schizophrenia. It was, now that I look back, I know what all these things were. And it was schizophrenia, and he had auditory and visual hallucinations where he saw, like, demon faces and witch faces and evil you know he saw evil faces and when not on everybody only sometimes but when it happened he wanted to attack the people because god sent him to earth to do his work and and kill off the demons and the devils so that's what he was doing he was being a good christian yeah so you you couldn't have that christian moment near him because you you don't know what he was going to look at you and see so yeah that was that was a trip that was interesting though very 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 interesting yeah because i know growing up i was young i was i don't even i don't even know if i was a teenager yet i may have just been 13 if that but there was a guy you know um that hung around near like the area where my mom's hair salon was located and um she told me like yeah he's crazy his name was Randy. He's like, yeah, he's crazy. I'm like, no, he's not. She's like, yeah, because he drove, and I remember almost all the details. He drove a Maroon Grand Prix. It was like a 70s model something. Mm-hmm. But he always had the windows up. I don't know. If, I don't know if the AC worked or not, but he always had the windows up. And he had on a motorcycle helmet with ski goggles in the car. In the car, and in the back seat, he had a truck tire. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> like a big ass truck tire. Was there a reason seat. for that? Hell, if I know, he could put it on his car. Wow. Okay. But he wasn't. I mean, they say he'd been in Vietnam. Oh. But okay. um, I would. My mom, she would talk to him, but she told me to stay away from him. Uh-huh. But um. You know, I'm, I'm, my, you know, I might be outside or some on the weekend, and he'd come up, and he would talk to me like, "Yo, young blood, you know, I'm not crazy. You know, I'm just doing this, get this check." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, see, 
Yeah, I'm like, see, I knew he wasn't crazy. But I mean, he played the, he played, he wore the crazy uniform. <laughs> he wore the uniform of being crazy. Right. Who the hell puts a truck down the back seat <laughs> and rides around with a motorcycle helmet on and ski goggles in the car? You know, and and where my line of thinking goes is like, you know. Are you maybe a little crazy because you can think on that level? Like who, like you said, who the fuck thinks to put a truck tire in the back seat? Crazy people. So, or somebody that really just needs to transport a tire. But, you know, if you're thinking that way to play crazy, you know, do you got a little bit of it in you? Because you're good at it. <laughs> he, he was real good at it. And it's, I mean, it, it hadn't been, it's been several years now, but he not you know too long passed away because my mom told me about it but he i mean he i mean he was just like a regular dude i mean i grew up around some kind of interesting people because i know there's a um there's a cafe a corner cafe used to go to all the time used to get like the best chili burgers oh my god but the guy that worked there you know, um, it's like it's it's weird because it's like his family is huge. I mean, it's like he's got like a million brothers and sisters, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, it's like he was the cook, the short order cook at the cafe, and I remember this just like all this crazy stuff. I remember like yesterday, he um was working one Saturday. And there's this guy in the neighborhood that kept, you know, he kept messing with him, like teasing him and just screwing with him, you know. I don't know what the reason was, but, you know, dude was like, yo, man, you know, go about your business. Leave me alone. You know, I ain't about that. Dude didn't take him serious. So when he closed up that night, the guy was still around and he was harassing. Dude shot him. Ooh. Popped in with a 22, dude ran off somewhere and bled to death. Mm. You know, he was back at work the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even do time in jail. <laughs> he did not do time in Why, jail. Why? Was it like a self defense thing that he got? I don't know what it was. I mean, I guess enough people knew that he had been, you know, the other guy had been harassing him all day. Oh, okay. That you know, they were like, dude had it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, because oh boy wasn't a violent guy. I mean, he's cool as shit. But he popped him with a 22, and that was the end of it. Now, see, up here, we have kind of a difference where if you have certain disorders, you're more likely to go down. So, for example, um, people who have Down syndrome are far more likely to get convicted of a crime. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. And a lot of the time the legal representation isn't as robust as it should be. So, I mean, we've got guys up here at a local organization that, okay. So for example, um, in certain organizations for a person with down syndrome, to be able to legally consent to sex, they have to take this little class given by the organization and then pass a test. 
So they have to know what the consequences of unprotected sex are and STD and what pansexual means and all this different kind of stuff. And then after that, you can consent to sex. So the problem is though, if you have two individuals with Down syndrome, they may not, they don't think like we do. They might not realize they have to ask the other party if they have been cleared for consent yet. Well, if you don't do that and you have sex with another person with Down syndrome and that person hasn't been cleared to give consent, the first person with Down syndrome can be charged with rape. Isn't that messed up? Wow. Now, on the other hand, at a federal level, the the federal level says that people with disabilities have all the same rights as people who don't have disabilities. And that's great. And that's how it should be. But then the Office of People with Disabilities um, says something different. They are the ones that's like, no, you got to you got to give consent. And I think that's messed up because you and I wouldn't have to do that. But at the same time, there are some very low functioning individuals that really can't they're simply not capable of understanding the consequences of what could come from a sexual relationship. So they do require some level of protection. You know what I mean? Um, Because I don't know if you know this, but sex, sexual abuse is incredibly high among people with certain disabilities, especially um, developmental disabilities like Down syndrome, because some of them are nonverbal or they can't be verbally clear. So if you can't do that, who can you tell? So they got all these right. different, different things. So they've been molested as kids. They try to have <laughs> they try to have sex with somebody that they don't realize is underage because they got Down syndrome. It doesn't occur to them that that's a thing. And they can right. get charged with a sex crime or, like I said, having sex with someone who um, is incapable of, of passing the consent test. So it's very easy for them to get convicted. And I thought it would have been the other way around. I thought, you know, when I learned about this, that, you know, because there are limitations to their comprehension and understanding and, and just understanding, you know, the disability that they have, that you would go easier on them or just even deal with it differently than just a regular court proceeding but no they get convicted at a very very high rate it's kind of messed up yeah so it's kind of the opposite of what that guy experienced so yeah maybe he killed somebody everybody hated <laughs> they're like I thought it could have been like yeah I'm glad, glad somebody did it finally right <laughs> John I know, who I never heard of that yeah, guy <laughs> cause I know like his, he had a um I don't know his. I don't know his, his. That that brother was the youngest or not. He may have been, but he was a nut. And it's like he used to call me Kevin. Why? Because he was a nut. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he would actually go to my mom and be like, "Where's Kevin?" <laughs> and my mom would be like, "Who is Kevin?" <laughs> Your son, Kevin. My son is not named Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it's like, I just every thought time you look like a Kevin. <laughs> I guess, because I bet you to this day, if we saw each other, I haven't seen him in years, but if we saw each other right now, I'm putting money on he coming, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like, 
And I mean, I never like try to correct him. I just thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "Why does he call you Kevin?" He's crazy. That's why. <laughs> let him, yeah, just let him have his happy place. Yeah, but he's not crazy. He's just like, just a, a nutty dude. He's like, what's up, Kevin? I'm like, you a fool. That's like, funny. And see, when I hear stories like that, I always get really curious. Like, I gotta know the backstory. Like, where did this start? Did he know a guy that looked like you? His name he was just, Kevin? Did he, like, he just always called me Kevin. You know, someone told him your name was really Kevin, and it just stuck. Like, <laughs> I want to know the backstory on this. There's no I'm backstory. He just, like, just started calling me Kevin. <laughs> I mean, like, just from day one, he's like, Kevin. <laughs> I just always wanted a friend named Kevin, and you're going to be him. I guess I was him. <laughs> Right, because like anybody will walk up to you know your mom and ask ask for Kevin. <laughs> you know, and my mom probably I can I can see her face. I just, yeah, oh, I was okay. picturing that. Who the fuck is Kevin? <laughs> your son, Kevin. His name is not Kevin. <laughs> and that's funny when everybody just starts going along. And, oh yeah, he's inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Craziness, man. <laughs> you don't Just, even look like a Kevin to me. <laughs> I don't feel like a Kevin. No, no. <laughs> I like Kevin. No, Kevin's a great name. Nothing wrong with that name, but you just don't uh, yeah, like Kevin. That, that, it, yeah, it doesn't fit me. I'm not a Kevin. No. It yeah, it doesn't fun. fit you, no. It's just too fun. <laughs> Why is your son Kevin? I don't have a son named Kevin. <laughs> See, I kind of want to do that to someone I know now. Just, like, make up a name and start calling them that. And see if I can just get them to start answering to it. You know, for science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, rage went crazy, y'all. <laughs> Why does she keep calling me Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> My name's Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, can see, I can see you doing that. Well, I do that to piss people off, let me tell you. When I'm in public, well, I'm generally a, a, a friendly, well-mannered person until you fucking be an asshole. Or I see you bullying someone. No, that shit ain't cool with me. So I don't remember what fucking store I was in, but this lady was just a cunt for no fucking reason. And look, I don't know what shit's going on in your life, but don't fucking take it out on me. I'm not going to have it. And so I kept calling her sir. I was like, excuse huh? me, sir. I don't know why you're being told to me. She's like, I'm a man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, and then I continue the conversation. And then I'm like, sir, please just calm down. I'm a man, sir, sir, you're losing your cool, sir. <laughs> I mean, and it was clearly a woman. It was distinctly a woman. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I do that shit. Or like, a, <laughs> this one sales lady wouldn't leave me the fuck alone. I just wanted some leather gloves for winter. I don't need help. If anything, just point me to the gloves and then leave me the fuck alone. I can do this on my own. I'm a big girl now. And uh, she wouldn't fucking leave me alone. And I hadn't really said anything to her before. Just like, "Uh uh-huh. You know, so she didn't know what I sounded like. So I just started speaking in a very thick Russian accent for no fucking reason. And, (laughs) And I made it so thick you couldn't understand shit. She left me alone. Didn't bother me again, fucking bitch. So, yeah, I fuck with people. I, I do that. Generally in a good-natured way for the most part. Yeah, right. Like, well, you know, if you're an asshole, 
well, you know, I, right. I'm going to return what I received. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you shall reap what you have sown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, for, I do yeah. it for science. How is this person going to react if I handle the situation this way? Yeah, okay, science. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell I think I told you this story on another podcast where I told my friend's uh, kid, a neighbor's kid, like, you can do whatever you want, but you got to stay for science. So they were lighting shit on fire and crawling out on the roof. <laughs> it's, for, for it's for science, Mom. And the house is in science. Yeah, it's for science. Mm-hmm. Like, them with, this ass whooping is for science. Mm-hmm. Now, see, here's the thing. Science has some ethical limitations that's how we keep our name good <laughs> that's how we came back from like you know dr mengele and all the fucked up syphilis experiments you know because we just okay we we don't do that anymore so you you can't say that everything's for science sometimes you have to say it's for art because you can do fucking anything for art there was a lady i'm not even shitting you in new york city I guess it's called performance art. It was at some gallery. No, I can know. I've I've heard of performance art. Yeah. Well, there's a dildo that's shaped like presumably an alien dick. And you can load it with gelatin eggs, which you then put the dildo in you and you lay the gelatin eggs in yourself. And then you can just keep them there and incubate them or whatever the fuck. You know, they eventually turn to liquid. It's just gelatin. Or you can lay the eggs because for reasons... And so they were doing performance art where that's what this lady did. She fucking laid eggs. She sat there totally nude with her legs open and fucking laid eggs in front of a bunch of gallery goers. And I'm like, if you can do that for art, I can do what I want to do. And I can fucking call it art too. Fuck that. Laying goddamn gelatin eggs in front of people. What the fuck is it? You need Jesus in your life. Good God. Yeah, I'm not I, even a religious I, person, but some people I do look and be like you, but you do need Jesus though. Uh, yeah, I've heard. <laughs> Sorry, so yeah, they're um, uh, different. <laughs> so really You're being different. so kind. <laughs> yeah, they're different. Yeah, and it's just like you know, part of me wanted to go just because. Oh, what did you do last night, Rage? I watched this Broadway fucking eggs, dude. <laughs> like, right there yeah. on the floor, man. <laughs> but see, the, the crazy part about that, though, Rage, is like, people actually go watch that kind of stuff. They do. Apparently, it was a pretty popular thing. And the other part of me is like, boo, <laughs> No. Right, yeah. That's, that's weird and stupid and gross. Like, just... Yeah, just like... Let me just go and watch Netflix already. Like, yeah, if someone asks you, like, you know, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm an artist. Uh What what type of artist? I do performance art. Yeah. Which entails, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay. I get impregnated by a fake alien dick and, like, fake have its babies. Yeah. (laughs) Look, and say that with a straight face. Right. <laughs> now, now, see, if it was like some chick and she shot that bitch across the room and hit a bullseye with it, now we're talking something I want to go to. Now, that I've seen in the Philippines. 
You know, I've heard of things like that with the ping pong balls. Well, this I've is with dart. This is like like the darts for a blowgun. Really? Yeah, but you pick a balloon. You know, you pick a certain color balloon on the wall because you don't believe it, it can be done. But the accuracy is absolutely amazing. Wow. From the from the actual stage to the wall, pinpoint. How how do you discover you have this talent? Uh, you know, you got me. Like, what what leads up to you figuring out that you can do this? Right, exactly. He's like, what possessed you to even attempt it in the first place? Right. Yeah, right. What were you even thinking on that? Like, I just want to, I got to have the whole backstory. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be more clear than just, well, I just got up one day and said, well, let me go ahead and. That's a trip. So did they, you know, like when you, when you shoot a, a, a dart, you load it into the blow dart gun. So they did, right. did they do it like that or just the dart? Just insert, just insert the dart in her and she would Jeez. use her muscles and pew. First of all, that's impressive use of vaginal muscles. I just right. like high five to that shit. But damn, man, <laughs> I don't even exactly. <laughs> that's fucking messy. I would go see that because you know it doesn't really take skill to push a fucking gelatin egg out of your vag, but you know to have pinpoint pussy dart accuracy. That like how. How often do you have to practice to do this? I mean, right. you know, is it like all the other things you have to like? You need twenty one hundred hours of pussy dart shooting uh, to like. I have no idea. It's like I need, the, I need it, to know more see, about this. Maybe like the feature attraction. I know that. See now, I I have to go to this place I, just to see this because <laughs> that'll be my seventeen hundred podcast. Mistress Rage and Asia, we're talking to the pussy dart ladies and the ping pong ball lady. I don't know what they're saying, but this is some impressive shit. <laughs> there used to be another one. She would uh, sit down on a stack of pesos and walk around and give you change. Like the coin, coin pesos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole stack. And she could give correct change. Correct change. Man that's fucking great in one way i'd want to do it and just see it work and on the other side i'd be like i don't want to touch those coins now <laughs> just, just yeah but you know you gotta this is how corona started right here but you got a room but you got a room for the drunk marines so yeah they don't give a shit that's the thing i'm a woman so i have some morals about that guys are like pussy coins yeah <laughs> and then they go back to the ship and show their friends look at these pussy coins she yeah. gives the exact change and then the exact next night they bring that guy back yeah guys you know guys are it's all good guys only bathe for girls that's all <laughs> they what i said guys only bathe for girls <laughs> <laughs> I do. I wonder, like, if women, if women weren't a thing or a factor, how gross would guys be? Because uh, you know how I learned that guys were gross from guys telling me that guys were gross. It started with my dad. He's like, "You gotta watch it." He goes, "He wished I was a lesbian." <laughs> That's what he told me. I wish you could just be a lesbian. And then he was like, "Remember." Guys are fucking pigs. They're gross. <laughs> like, and they're yeah, we, stupid. We and can I was be. like, 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, we can be. Because I told you when um when we first got into Saudi Arabia, we had uh, once we like moved to our you know moved to designated locations once we separated from our primary unit and attached to uh, Saudi Arabian forces, we didn't have uh, we didn't have enough water. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had to ration our water. Um, ninety days, no bath. Ooh. Yeah. Could you identify everybody by smell at that point? Well, I mean, your sense of smell was no. Everybody, <laughs> That's fucked up. Everybody, everybody smelled the same. I mean, oh. you know, eventually it got to the point where we went to the. Uh, we actually took a, 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 a bath in the Dead Sea. Oh wow! Yeah, but we went three months no bath. Damn. Yeah. So that just yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to picture that. <laughs> no, I'd be out there like yeah. rubbing sand on my body every morning just to get the gross yeah, we off. Because like you know, eventually they started shipping us bottled water. You know, and we, you know, take water to brush our teeth and stuff and stay hydrated, but we had to ration it because we didn't know when we get resupplied again with water. So, yeah. you know, that was, you know, bath was kind of like the least of our worries. Right. You know, I mean, we might take what we call a whore bath, you know, wash under your arms and in your groin area. Right. But other than that, that just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Because I got a picturing I, how gross I would feel at that point. I, I got a picture, and I, I think I'll let you see it. My hair looked like I had dreadlocks. Yes, yes, you did show me that. Yeah. Is that during the no bath phase? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why I look. That's why I had dreadlocks. Because my hair was kinked up like nobody's business. <laughs> Well, they did a really good job in making sure you guys were set out there, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) I mean, did somebody just not do what they were supposed to? Or were you guys in, like, the kind of location where you can't do shit? It was a, a, you know, it was a location primarily. Oh, okay. Because, like, our resupply, you know, the rotation changed because we detached from... U.S. forces and joined our allies. So, you know, we were under their, you know, supervision more or less. So, you know, Saudi Arabian men, they only just put some oils on them and keep moving. Oh, wow. Yeah, but... Does it work? No. (laughs) Ass no. No. Not no shit. So now it just smells like fucking balls and patchouli and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. Exactly. (laughs) No, dude. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I told you they used to feed us goat. And, um... It's like the the way they fed us, like breakfast was cool. We'd have dates, lemons, and, you know, pita bread and different type of jellies and all kinds of stuff. So breakfast was cool. Lunch, there would be, they would have a goat. I don't know where they got these goats from. It would be just out, like, tied to a steak out in the middle of nowhere. 
and by noon the goat is gone. Oh shit. Yeah. And then it's like when it's time to eat, they would come up in a truck, a big huge truck where you couldn't even see over in it. Mm-hmm. And you would give them a dish and they would put rice and goat on the dish and give it back to you. At least we thought it was goat. You know, I mean, I we assumed it was goat because the goat disappeared and we had meat. Right. Um, Makes sense. Goat is pretty good. But it tastes terrible when it's boiled. Oh, yeah, no. See, I've only had it like Jamaicans make it. Yeah, they boil it. And it's like we told them, like, it's, you know, it's terrible. We don't, we don't like it, you know. So they yeah. started, they stepped it up and they started bringing us roast chickens, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But in the evening, dinner time, it was usually some type of stew. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the stew was that they used their water. Oh, oh. Yeah, and so we would always end up getting dysentery. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, it's hard to consume stew and you're shitting at the same time. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> quick. As fast as you put it in your mouth, it shoots out the other end. Oh, God. And what were they just used to it there? Yeah. I so mean, it didn't mess with them. Yeah, it's just like common practice with them. It's like, that's normal. You know, our systems had to adjust to that stuff. Oh, man. No. Yeah. Crazy. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty good until it makes me sick or it has its bugs. I don't. I really don't want to eat bugs ever. Never. I've had, I've had my share of those. Have you really? What have you eaten? Shit, anything I've kissed. <laughs> is it like, is it gross? Is it what you I know, would imagine? Like when you think of eating a bug, is it like gross? Like, you know? When you're, when you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Is that why you ate bugs? Like you didn't have enough food? Was this in the military? Yeah, this was survival training in uh, Thailand. Oh, uh, survival training. Okay. So it's just like, you know, you got so much food to carry with you, but once it's gone, you got to learn how to how to survive on whatever. You know, small rodents, lizards, bugs, <laughs> certain types of bugs. Uh, They'd be like, so where did John go? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm full as fuck. <laughs> you know, be like, I don't know. Damn, I can't move a <laughs> All I know is I cooked it long enough. It couldn't give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just... <laughs> Oh it's yeah, crazy stuff, man. Oh. But yeah, if you don't think about it, because it's like you know the big water bugs here. Yeah, water bugs. For everybody in America that's not in fucking Georgia and Florida, that means giant cockroaches that fly <laughs> at you. They will put on boxing gloves and they will fucking throw fists with your ass. They, yeah, they will. They will dive on your ass. Mm-hmm. They are massive. Like they will look you in the eye and shit. It's because uh, I know uh, my grandmother. She lived in the projects, and me and my cousin, you know, she had them. And they, we might see one on the wall, right, kind of high up, and we take a broom and swat at it. And if you missed, mm-hmm. uh, it was like it was an air raid. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fall back on your ass like a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That happened to my friend in New Orleans. And we be ducking and dodging like, oh yep. shit. But I know they do like dog food. I know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Because I, when I had my dog on the back, his um. Uh, 
his bag of food was in the garage. Uh-huh. And I went in there one night for something, I don't know. But it's like the floor was black. Oh. From all the water bugs. Oh. Oh no. And I and I went in there and I was like doing a Mexican hat dance on them bitches. I was just popping them like like bubble wrap. Oh. Just big water bugs shoot guts everywhere. <laughs> Those things are so gross. They have organs when you step on them. They're yeah, like, man. They're like, you gotta do it <laughs> twice sometimes. Shit. I step on one and, and the lungs are shit out their ass. <laughs> yeah. Those fuckers are tough. So I'm just like... My friend and I, when I lived in New Orleans, we had just got done and we were doing a big fetish show. And she pulled up at the gas pumps in her truck to get gas. And I saw this eight foot long goddamn water bug sitting there on the side. And uh, she's like, you want to get out and stand with me? I was like, nope. (laughs) Nope. And I wasn't going to tell her why unless she asked. So she asked. I said, man, that goddamn cockroach is going to fuck you up, man. He might rob you. And she was like, oh, just no. Because she ain't from there. She's from California. Where they got the little brown ones, you know? They don't understand. These are like fucking the Vin Diesels of goddamn. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there. And I'm texting or some shit. And I hear, ah, getting louder. Scream louder and louder. And here she comes running around my side of the truck. And what the fuck? This goddamn motherfucker was flying after her. Chase. It chased her. And I'm, now I'm in the truck like laughing. Like, don't even get in here right now with that shit chasing you. Because I don't want no part of this shit at all. And uh, yeah, I wonder. And it chased her. It flew after her, man. It was fucked up. They will. Yeah. When I lived in Texas, because you got them in Texas too. They call them, I think, palmetto bugs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Palmetto bugs, right. And my closet, because I lived in an older southern home. So the closet, you open the door like a regular door. It doesn't slide open like the closets out in California. So I open the door in this old ass fucking house and I'm standing there with nothing but a bra on because I'm trying to get my shirt out and get dressed and done this motherfucker pop the fuck out the closet make eye contact i'm pretty sure it flipped me off first and then went right down my bra and that motherfucker went deep too and i'm not trying to touch it i do not want to touch it with my hand but it's wiggling around in between my titties and i'm freaking out let me tell you i am a 42h putting on a bra for me is like wrestling a dragon every day of my fucking life my bras are made out of like NASA material and yards and yards of it. Didn't I rip through this motherfucker like it was tissue paper getting that goddamn cockroach out of my titties? <laughs> that, oh, ooh, I think about it now, I still shivered. Dad, <laughs> and he was moving, trying to get the fuck out of there. Oh, and I was just freaking out. Oh, no, nope. <laughs> I'll tell you a crazy story. It was back when I was going, I was, I think I was still in elementary school or junior high, I won't know. But, you know, old school television had antennas and stuff, right? So I'm getting dressed to go to school and I put my shirt on and I feel something on my back. Something, you know, moving up and down my back. Oh, so I, I freeze, right? 
and I started screaming for somebody because I was in there by myself. I'm screaming like, you know, somebody come help me. Somebody come help me. Something's on my back. (laughs) My mom rushes in, right? And she's like, what? 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 I said, something's crawling on my back. Get it off. Get it off. She goes to get whatever is on my back off. It's the antenna from the television. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was screaming bloody murder. And she was like, are you for real right now? Yeah. That is a great story. I'm like, how in the world did I end up being a Marine? You know, a quote unquote killing machine. And I'm saying I'm screaming because I had an antenna revving up and down my back. But you know what, though? <laughs> my hair does that shit to me. Because you know how long my hair is. So every right. now and then, just a little tip of it will just fuck with my neck or just get me on my face or my arm. And I'll just, like move real quick. Like, the fuck? No, it's just my hair. Just me right. tripping all, the, all by myself. <laughs> yeah, that shit. Nope. <laughs> That's that funny, cool. the antenna. Oh my god. Yeah, it was just like, just, I mean, it's just, it was, and it was actually me, you know, just lightly brushing and it made it feel like it was going up and down my back. <laughs> and when I stopped moving, you know, my mind was telling me whatever it was was just stuck there. And it was just standing there. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> Craziness, man. Craziness. <laughs> when I lived in the desert, man, they get fucking ants there. Like, it's just black ants, but they'll get on anything. Like, you you lose one grain of fucking sugar, there'll be 800 goddamn ants. So, I get home, and my mom would be like, look do the fucking dishes because she didn't want to touch all the ants that are now all over the dishes because the lazy bitch didn't do them so like all right fine but then for like two hours after that anything i felt on my skin felt like an ant crawling on you you know because they they get on my hands when i was cleaning the shit up you know and so for like two hours after that be oh that goddamn ant no no it's my hair some bullshit it wasn't nothing. <laughs> it's my fucking imagination or something. That's crazy. I remember um, I was I was still married, and we had a snake. You know, I had a, it was my snake, but his name was Slimer. Okay. And you know, ball python. Okay. So he wasn't too big, but he he was getting bigger, a little bigger and stronger. Cause I used to have to put a rock on the tank to keep him in it. Cause he would pop the top up, you know, and be crawling out and I'd catch him and put him like this. So I'd put a rock on it. Mm. So I get up to go to work one morning. He's in the tank. You know, I'll tap the tank, you know, what's up Slimer and keep moving. So I get to work and I get a phone call. It's the wife. And she's like, um, we're Slimer. <laughs> in the tank. She's like, no, he's not. 
So I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, there's nothing in the tank. So I'm like, so where are you? She's like, standing in the middle of the bed. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Turn off anything that makes noise. You know, no TV, no radio. And be quiet. Maybe you're hearing moving. And she was like, you need to come home. Like, right now. <laughs> you know, I'm downtown, so it's not far. Right. So I'm like, so I, like, I tell my supervisor, like, I need to go home because um, my snake is out and the wife is terrified. Because <laughs> she doesn't know, you know what I mean? She's not, oh, she's not afraid of him if she can see him. <laughs> but if he's, you know, if he can't be seen and he's on the loose, then yeah, she's a little, <laughs> little spooked. So I got home and I mean, we turned the place upside down and no Slimer, no Slimer. And probably about two weeks later, I'm in the downstairs bathroom and his <laughs> ass is stretched out across the sink, you know, along the edge where the mirror is, chilling. <laughs> Scared the natural shit out of me. Because I wasn't expecting to see him. Because I like chalked it up as, you know, he got in the wall and disappeared or whatnot. Uh-huh. His ass, he looked like a big long ass cane. <laughs> Laying under, under the mirror. I mean, he was straight, straight, just relaxing, sunbathing, basically. Man, I'm like, dude. My heart stopped, restarted, stopped again, and started back. I was like, shocked. I mean, he scared me. I think the closest thing I've ever had to that, I had just bought a house in Mississippi, right by the beach, and we had a pretty bad storm come through. So there was like, yard debris natural debris kind of clung to the my screen door and so i just went out there to kind of brush it off and there's this like this stick and i just went to it was a pretty big fucking stick and i went to brush it off and that motherfucker sprouted a leg and took a step and it was like what the i had never seen a stick bug before i thought they were only in south america that motherfucker stepped out like took a step and it wasn't a stick bug it was a branch bug a fucking tree limb bug that big motherfucker yeah and it just like it's it's leg just kind of came out and like it was like oh what the fuck and then it flew off like oh oh god yeah so i was like okay that was fucked it was fucked up and I go to brush the other shit off the screen, and right next to the stick bug was a goddamn leaf bug. And it fucking. I don't think I've ever seen one. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. No, and it looked just like a stick. I mean, I wasn't, but oh, 12 inches from it. You know, I was just brushing it off the screen door. I was right there in front of it. Looked like a perfect stick. The leaf looked like a perfect leaf. There was no part of it that looked, you know, like something camouflaged or whatever. No, that motherfucker just sprouted its leg off and took off a little leaf bug when I brushed it off. And that doubly scared me because I was like, fuck, goddamn, that made me like, that tripped me out. Like, okay, this bug, all right, cool. That was fucked up. And then for it to happen again, like right after that, I was just like, all right, you know what? Uh Fuck this screen door. It's just Uh whatever sticks ain't there tomorrow, I guess they left, but yeah that shit fucking if I was expecting it it would have been cool but I I legit didn't know we had those in the United States because you know all the places I had lived before we didn't 
And I had always heard about them in like jungle settings, like, you know, the Amazon and rainforests and shit like that. So it didn't occur to me that we had them here. Yes, we fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever encountered those. Encountered those. Because that's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's they're cool. not gross. I mean, because it looks like a stick. It's, it's fascinating. But it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting something to fucking touch me with its foot. So, (laughs) 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 I think it was just like this the element of surprise that fucked me up on that one. Yeah, that's usually what it is. Like, you're not expecting, and all of a sudden, boom! Mm -hmm. Oh my god. That happened to me with one of those goddamn palmetto bugs. I did not understand the person whose house I was at had a problem. Till I used the phone. I picked up the phone, I dialed it, doo, 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 doo. regular house phone back at the time, you know, cell phones weren't really a thing. And didn't a fucking cockroach come out of the goddamn handset and crawl on my ear and down my fucking arm? I almost lost my shit. Because that's not what you expect to happen when you're on the fucking phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh, that. I had, I had this one lady when I was still with Comcast and I went to uh, her modem went out and I uh, I went to replace it right and you know she directed me to the room where it was and all that kind of stuff and I grabbed it and when I grabbed it something tugged at it <laughs> and I dropped it and roaches went everywhere oh, they just oh. shot and look, I oh. squealed and jumped up in that lady's arms, damn it. <laughs> I was like, what oh. the? Oh, like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was like just, they come, so like, me, wrote, go ahead. I was going to ask you, like, is that the grossest thing you've ever experienced? What, like, what is your, what is the grossest shit? Because you're going into people's houses. I mean, like grossness? Yeah. Have you just like had any of those kind of encounters where you're like, I don't want to fucking be up in this bitch? Um. Wow. And see, because like up here, we got bed. I don't know if you guys got a bed bug problem down there, but in New York, down toward New York City, a little more, they got a bed bug problem. So you go into somebody's house, and then you might bring some shit out of there. That you really had not intended to bring out, you know? Yeah, I think the grossest was when I stuck my hand in that big pile of cat shit behind that lady's bed. <laughs> oh, I am gagging so hard. Because, look, the pile was, I mean, the cat had to go to the edge of the bed and shit. Because the pile came all the way up to the edge of the bed. Because it's like, I was following, she had a, a, her phone line was messed up. So I'm tracing the phone line and I'm following the cord that came from her phone to the outlet. So I'm, I'm going in reverse to find out, you know, where it actually connects and all that kind of good stuff, right? So I follow around the room and it goes behind the bed and comes, you know, and as you look, it goes around the bed. So apparently it comes out on the other side. So I just... You know, thought I'd reach behind the bed and feel for the wire. <laughs> I stuck my hand over behind the bed 
and it's like I stuck my hand into a pile of Cool Whip. <laughs> and it was cat shit. Oh God! <laughs> so I took my hand out. Oh fuck! And I told the lady, "I was like, man, the cat is using the back of your bed as a bathroom." She's like, "What? The cat is using the back How of your bed? How do you not fucking smell that?" Right, and that's the bed you sleep in. No, you can't tell me you don't smell that shit. That's some bullshit. Rage, it took that lady 20 minutes scooping cat shit before I could get behind her bed. Oh, gosh. And I had to, like, I I was probably washing my hand the whole time. (laughs) I was like, I want to throw up so bad. You know what? That's the day I'd have been like, you know what? (laughs) And I'm allergic to cats. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, because I was struggling as is because she had indoor cats. So I'm like in and out of the house like every 15 seconds because I couldn't couldn't breathe. And I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to do a lot of coming in and going out because I'm highly allergic to cats. And she had, you know, hair and shit everywhere. So I was just yeah, like, I imagine if it had been shitting that long in one place, she wasn't clean in a lot of other ways. Right, yeah, so it was hair every place. You know, I know I had another incident where um, it was raining one day and I had to go up on the ladder. And um, I put the ladder, because, you know, I had a 28-foot ladder, right? So I put it in the guy's yard. I mean, it, the the ground, the grass was wet and all that kind of stuff. I put it in the yard and had to go back inside to tell him something. So I went back out, grabbed the ladder, and ran it up and jumped on the line, all that stuff, and just you know ran up the ladder and stuff. Did what I had to do was coming back down. As I was coming down, I got closer to the bottom, and. I was putting my hands, you know, coming down, put my hands on the rungs coming down. And there was fresh dog shit on the ladder. And I was putting my hands in as I came down. What? (laughs) Yeah. The the guy that was with me, he was killing himself laughing. (laughs) Like, that shit is not funny. But fresh, wet dog shit? See, Mm. mm mm-mm. Poop? Mean poop? Nope. Nope. Just all the nose. Yeah, no, that's like I have a, I have a, that's that's a hard limit for me. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I can't like oh the smell, no. <laughs> and you know, and it's like it's funny how I don't know why. I guess it's just human nature. You know what it is, but you still want to smell it. <laughs> and that was me. It's like I knew it was dog shit. I knew it was. And I still had to put it up to my nose. <laughs> I don't know if that was to get clarity or what. You make yeah. sure that, you know, <laughs> your brain's like, am I experiencing what I think I'm experiencing? <laughs> right. My eyes, let's... my eyes are like, is this really dog Right. Shit? Let's do an experiment and, and see. Yeah, my brain is like, smell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of like, you know, when something smells awful, like you've got to like, come here, smell this. It stinks so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my smell. It's like I'm a smelling that. Thing. <laughs> like I don't want to smell it stinks now, but you got to though. 
Right. Like you have to understand it how I understand it. <laughs> right. I'm like that with gotta, tasting shit. I taste feel my pain. Let me ask you, in all your travels, have you ever fucking tasted Vegemite? Uh by that name, no. Because there's a thing in the prison system that is called Nutrilove. Uh okay. Never heard of that. Nutrilove. And in order to give this to a prisoner, you have to get approval from the governor. What? Yeah. Because it's like, it's, it's a form of punishment. But what it is, is like, every meal from that day, the leftovers from every meal that day is put together into a loaf and baked. What? And that's what they get. Into one loaf, no matter what the leftover is. Yeah, like, no matter what it was, from breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Put no some bologna with some mustard and whatever. fucking oatmeal. Whatever. Oh, with, egg, yeah. with eggs, grits, and whatever. Ugh. Biscuits, all that just piled in and turned into a loaf. And <laughs> in order, but see, the thing about it is, and this is, this is, I don't know if everybody knows this about law enforcement, any type of punishment that you give someone, you have to taste it. Oh, you have to do the same thing. You uh, know, so it's like, um, you know, pepper spray. You have, to, you have to get sprayed so you know what it feels like. Do they do that to kind of keep you from abusing it because you don't yeah, understand they do. it? Yeah, they okay. do. Exactly. That's the very reason they do it because you get some motherfuckers so gung-ho and they'll empty a whole canister in somebody's face. It's like, yeah. that, that shit is not pleasant. Yeah, okay. You know, you know, Taser, mm-hmm. getting, getting tased is not a good feeling, you know. So you have to go through all that. Okay. You know, they, they pop your ass that taser, and you like you get rigid. Uh huh. Fall over like a log. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the Fourth of July is in your eyes and shit. Is it really? Yeah. I've never been tased or peppers. I had pepper spray explode in my pocket one day. That wasn't fun. It was hot, but. Yeah, not a big deal, but I've never, like, I've always wanted to do the chemical thing where you put on the gas mask and you go in the room, you have to take it off. I don't know it's why. CS gas. It's, all it is is like, uh, I'm, I'm not a masochist. Yeah, I'm not a masochist, but I feel like I just want to know what the, I've seen it and I just want to understand it. <laughs> I'd like, probably you, do it and then like, be like, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, with the gas chamber, if you have a cold and go in the gas chamber, uh-huh. you won't have it when you come out. <laughs> it's true it's like you have this loogie hanging from your nose that looks like a big giant snail <laughs> I mean it is like it's like if you pull it from one side it'll come all the way from the other side over to that side it's just like it's that thick so it's like Going through the gas chamber if you're sick is the best time to do it because you will not be when you come back. When you come out, uh-uh. be like, look, bro, I got the flu and I'm done with this shit. So just come on, bring it. Yeah, and they and they screw with you. You know, it's like they get you in there. You know, and they tell you take your mask off. You still got your eyes closed and you're trying to hold your breath. And you know, they play this mind game. Wait, no one more. Wait, no one more. Which hey, is not waiting no one more. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden it's like you can't hold your breath any longer you, you take that one like you try to like 
snake hair and it's over <laughs> it's over <laughs> you start to drool your nose starts to run you know and it's just like it's over that sounds like just so fucked up <laughs> it is it is but yeah they, they make you go through all that kind of stuff you know in law enforcement so that you don't abuse it cause some people will you know, you could easily, you know, with a stun gun, you know, you could easily kill somebody. Yeah, especially if you don't know what it feels like. Because, I mean, you know, like with a taser, you're looking at someone, they're rigid and they're falling over. But other than that, it's not very dramatic. It's not like, you know, their body cavities exploding or their whatever. So yeah. I can see where uh, somebody who had way too much... Uh, way too much sadism in them could could easily or even just accidentally really screw somebody up because you really don't understand what you're doing and it's not right. it's not visually evident you know what i mean like, like like they're flopping around and all this other shit or smelling like burning skin that'd be a little bit different but yeah so i'm glad they do that that's pretty cool yeah because i know it's like you know we you know have to mix it up a lot of times with inmates and stuff like that be a pile of people and all that and all of a sudden somebody runs in and starts spraying you know to break up the ruckus mm-hmm. and it's like you're tussling with somebody so you're already you know gasping for air and stuff because you're exerting yourself right and then they put that shit in the air and then it's like it takes your breath and you're just like why did you do that you know <laughs> I mean, you yeah. get a reaction from everybody. Everybody like disperses, like God. You know? Yeah. See, no. Yeah, so shit works. I had it. Um, I had it in my pocket once. I always carried it when I was in the French Quarter. New Orleans is a pretty dangerous place, and um, I guess it leaked. I guess the seal was fucked up. It leaked because I was like, damn, man, it must be hot out here. I feel hot, but it was down in my left hip because it was in my left front pocket and my my skin started burning like if you ever got gasoline on it and then it just like kept burning the way your mouth burns when you eat some really hot hot sauce and it won't go away yeah man it was like what the fuck and i'd forgotten i had that in my pocket you know it was small so it wasn't really something that i was paying attention to and man, my skin everywhere down there started burning. She was like, what the fuck? I had to stop at a restaurant, go in the restroom, and it was my goddamn pepper spray had exploded in my pocket. And it was just like, fuck. It was like if you ate ghost pepper sauce for about three hours. Yeah, it's it not just... it's not fun. No. You know, but I mean, it's like, you know, if you're outside and, you know, the wind gets it, it, it will make it disappear and stuff. See, that's what I've always, like, thought about. I still carry it to this day because you never know. But it's like, wait a minute. What if I spray this on somebody and the wind turns it around? It blows it on you, yeah. Right? (laughs) I just helped a motherfucker rob me or some shit. So, like, I'm always kind of aware now of it, you know. So, it's like, so when I was kickboxing, you know, I had to practice this move where you grab someone's head and bring it to your knee. And I thought, that's great. And then I can follow that up with a head to the fucking pepper spray. I figure if I ever use it, I'm going to stick it right up their fucking nostril and blast it off. (laughs) (laughs) So I ain't getting this shit in the face. (laughs) Yeah, that's, 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 look, now that's a facial. 
<laughs> right, <laughs> right. That, those are the kind of facials Mistress Rage likes. <laughs> yeah, pepper That's spray fun. is not fun. <laughs> it is not fun. I don't carry in my pocket anymore, I'll tell you that shit. <laughs> then, no, I, um, I had my, um, my canister in, in the trunk of the car. Uh-huh. And somebody's dog was in the yard. Somebody's pit bull was in the backyard when my dog was back there. Uh-huh. And they were, you know, my dog was was on a tether and the other dog was loose. So it's like it wasn't gonna be a fair fight. Right. So I grabbed my grabbed my pepper spray and I ran to the back and he turned on me and was barking like viciously, like he's ready to attack. I sprayed that bitch in the mouth. <laughs> that motherfucker's eyes got big as pool balls. He's like, fuck. <laughs> in this hard ass huddle. Lee might still be running. I don't know where that motherfucker I mean, he like, just. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.